This is DWZ Podcast here. Deleted WrestleZone's very own podcast of professional wrestling with AEW, NXT, New Japan Pro Wrestling, Impact Wrestling, the National Wrestling Alliance, various promotions, wrestlers, matches, and championships. I am your host, J-Rod here. So welcome back, listeners. So we have some amazing topics we're going to be talking about in the world of pro wrestling. Our first one is about our, of a Joshi wrestler that I became a fan of. Uh, been I known her name since uh, September of 2022. Her name is Yudi. Let me explain. Uh, how, let me pronounce that for you. Is Y U U, a capital R with an I. Yudi. Now I don't know much about Yudi's background from her past prior before pro wrestling, but this is what I do know. Uh, she debuted on November 11th, 2020, at Just Tap Out, which is Takamichinuku's promotion. Now, the reason I known her name was because she was amongst names of wrestlers that left the respected promotions. Now, this was during the time when Stardom were officially telling ta- Yoshi wrestlers from other promotions, telling them, hey, uh, we opening the doors for you guys if you want to come down to our place. So, Yudi was amongst those people that was names were mentioned. However, the thing is, she was never amongst those that actually went to stardom after she left so you probably ask yourselves where did she go if if she was uh if she was amongst those names well the promotion she went to is called gambari pro which is a promotion where they allowed freelancers to come around you know like they give them a nice flexible schedule yuri on the other hand is amongst those wrestlers that the small number of yoshi wrestlers that participate in gambari pro uh, when she first arrived, she was under the the tutelage of Yuna Manaze. Now, those who don't know who Yuna Manaze, you may know her. Uh, she is well known as a wrestler, but she's also well known as a teacher who trained many wrestlers, such as uh, Tam Nakano, Unagi Sayaka, um, Natsupoi, uh, Saru Inoue, uh, Nao Kikuda. Uh, who else did she train? Oh, yeah. Maika Ozaki. Uh, Tahamna, many others, you know, you may know her. She is well-known throughout training wrestlers. Uh, Yuna Manaze was one of those uh, teachers that saw a lot of potential in Yudi, but Yudi was one of those wrestlers that felt that she could never pick up a good win. But Yuna and, of course, Kanoka always encouraged her not to give up, that she will pick up her win. And, of course, she has picked up wins here and there. And that's always been what's best about her. But the one thing that still troubles her is her past now i'm not talking about past from her or prior before pro wrestling i'm talking about people from her past the first person that actually followed her or should i say chased when uh came after her was tomoka inaba now tomoka was at the time the top yoshi wrestler in just tap out until she lost the belt to you tomoka went to taunt her no like trying to chase her down like saying that you ran away now, Yuri didn't officially run away. She felt that she couldn't keep up what the others were doing. Like, she felt that she was far behind them. Like, she can't keep up what they were doing. Like, their success. I mean, there were various prominent girls in, in, in the Yoshi section of Just Tap Out. And I think that's what bothered her. She felt that she could never live up to what they're doing or try to be in the same level as them. So she thought that maybe what's best for her is to leave. And, of course, Tomoka being cocky and overconfident at certain times put her belt on the line against um yudi but eventually she lost 
And it was a huge disappointing, but of course, there's no doubt in my mind that she would definitely get another opportunity for a title shot, but maybe not with that promotion, with that title, but maybe another. But however, there's more about her that later was surprising. Yuri, along with Yoshiko uh, Hasegawa, were known, were praised by the Yoshi girls in Gambari Pro. Now, the reason they were praised was because of this. Pr uh, pr months ago, they announced the, the launch of Gambari Yoshi, which is same brand of Gambari Pro Wrestling, but it's only going to be focusing on the Yoshi wrestlers. No intergender uh, matches or tag matches or nothing. All Yoshi wrestlers. But unfortunately, well, here's the thing. I had a feeling that this organization, this promotion was going to be run by none other than Yuna Manaze. That was like a no-brainer to me as a fan. But unfortunately, because of what happened, Yuna got injured her, or injured her knee and she's going to be out. And it was officially announced that they were going to postpone Gambari Yoshi. But Yuri and Hasegawa showed up and pleaded with Konoka, Ken Oka and other officials not to postpone Gambari Yoshi. Hosegawa said that she wants to, this promotion to keep launch the launch anyway because she wants to help bring her friend Rira because ever since, uh, the ch uh, if you guys know this or not, uh, Yoshika Hosegawa was originally from Atlas Girls, the same promotion with Yuna trained many of her wrestlers. And the thing is, there's no home for her to go to. And of course, she feels that maybe Gambari Yoshi can be her home. And she wants to do the same thing with Ira. So Kenoka realized that she's right. So he made it on his power that he's going to restart um, Gambari Yoshi regardless. So he heard their pleas. And then later on uh, during a match where Hasegawa and Yuri were in a match against Arukaze and uh, Moika, uh, Moika, uh, or Moiki, or Mo, uh, Moika uh, Aruhi they, and, and Arukaze, they both praised Yuri and and Hasegawa for what they've done. They praise them for not letting Gabara Yoshi die. And they felt that they earned their respect. And they said they earned their respects. Knowing what they did. And of course this put y Yuri in happy mode. Knowing that she did what, what anybody would have done. And they saw a lot of potential. I even think that she could be the ace of Gambari Yoshi. I mean it, it's it sounds a little cliche. But to me I feel it, it is. I mean Yuri was... The one person in, in one promotion that she felt that she could never keep up. But because of her commitment in Gambari Yoshi. And now she's been picking up wins there and there. It kind of brought her into that mode. Knowing that, wow, she's doing something right for herself. But however, her past continues to haunt her even more. With the arrival of Misa Kagura and Sumika Yanagawa. Now, why is that? Well, after a tag match that that um, Yuri was involved in along with Hasegawa. Uh, Kaguda and y uh, Yanagawa revealed their tag name. They call themselves 1111. Now, Yuri says she heard of that name, but Misa kind of told her it means November 11th. Do you remember that day? And that's when Yuri realized it's the same day that they were that they all debuted together. All three of them. Yuri, Misa, and Sumika, they both debuted, all three of them debuted on that day. Deep down, Yuri felt that she couldn't, that she wished she could have been part of it, but she couldn't because she made her own choice. 
to leave and find her own path, to find her own winning ways. And, of course, she ended up in one-on-one matches with both these ladies. The first one was with Misa Kaguda, but apparently, um, no, no, the second, the first person, she, the person she lost was Yanagawa, but it was Kaguda that, of course, Yuri picked up a good win. But the much recent development with her is when she won the Ice Infinity title in Ice Ribbon when she defeated Totoro. And she has been really, really impressive. And she will defend her title real soon against Ami Yuna, um, Manaze. But one thing that later became, now, I rem- as you guys remember, I mentioned this about Yuri. Yuri felt that she was far behind from everybody else. But, unfortunately, now the roles have been reversed. But this time with her old friend, Misa Kaguda. Misa looks at Yuri that she finally picked up a belt. Even Yuri's best friend, Amchan, who's not affiliated with any promotion, but she's only a freelancer, also won her own first championship with a different promotion. And she saw that two wrestlers that she highly respected are now winning championships. And she feels a bit either jealous or envious of what they're doing. I mean, Misa, she has challenge for the GTO girls belt before the queen of the uh queen of gto before at the time when uh, tomokai neva was still champion but she hasn't won that belt yet i feel like maybe misa's feeling that that she could have been the one already win that belt but somehow yuri was the one that got was the one that got to it first before she did and i think that it's a bit of a jealousy but of course misa will have her opportunity but right now, Yuri has to defend her belt. She just recently challenged for the Gambari, the Spirit of Gambari World Openweight title, but lost. But I'm a big fan of Yuri. I like what she does. I'm, I feel like she's like the un, the ultimate underdog story who felt that she couldn't catch up with everybody. And now she's picking up some good wins. And I think it's a fantastic story. So uh, let's talk more about her later on. But if you guys want to see hear more about her, I do have a video on YouTube on my YouTube channel on Deleted WrestleZone called DWZ Discussions, uh, Yuri. So let me spell her name one last time for everybody so you can find it. It's Y-U-U, capital R, and I. So it's Yuri. Now, our next topic, this one was one of the biggest shockers that we ever met, talked about. Our favorite private princess has announced that she was, uh, it was announced that she'll be making her return to WWE. Now, I know many WWE lawyers are right now are laughing their bat- butts off, you know, saying, ha, 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 all this and that shit. You know, look, I get it, guys. Yes, Kyrie's coming back. You've been hoping for that for over a year now. You guys are hoping that she, that you probably say, I knew she'd come back because she can't resist. Look. She had her own perspective. Why? Keep in mind, okay? She made her choices. Everybody in the pro wrestling world make their choices. Doesn't mean that you guys have to be happy about it. Need to understand what's been going on with her. Now let's talk about Yuri. I mean, uh, Kyrie for a little bit. As you all know, she made her official that she was plan- uh, heading back to Japan. Um, this was back in 2022, but in 2022, uh, in 2020, no, 2021. Is she returned to become an ambassador to uh, the J- WWE Japan office? But of course, nobody in the Japanese wrestling world or interest because they don't trust WWE because they felt like they are like, disrupting the business in some capacity. But however, um, Kyrie was one of those wrestlers that was later uh, was revealed that she was coming back. 
to stardom, and no one believed that, and of course she did. And she made her triumphant return and all this. She had several matches here and there. Uh, her first official match since her return was a, was teaming with Mayu Iwatani to take on the Cosmic Angels, Tam Nakano, and Unagi Sayaka, which she won. And then the following match was against Starlight Kid. But since her return, there was a lot of things we didn't expect for her to do. Um, she later competed for in the tournament for the IWGP Women's title. And I think we did not anticipate. But of course, her match with Mayu, the storytelling was so fantastic because it's like this. Kyrie has been alone for five and a half years. And she asked Mayu, do you know what's that like for me being in another country? But Mayu had that similar thought like saying, I've been alone here for five and a half years. Like basically she's been carrying the company in her back. And I think there's a lot of, um, how do I say, it, not issues, but more like uh, unfinished, like more like they have to resolve things that they had to do. I mean, of course, yes, they both had to go their own separate ways, their own ways in order to do what they need to do. But it is what it is. But of course, Kyrie became the first ever IWGP um women's champion and her first title defense was against tam nakano at wrestle kingdom uh of the early this year and she won but that match i have to say was really messed up because they put put it in five minutes instead of giving it a long shot but apparently they only did it because they wanted to give time for our mercedes monet who won who later was brought in to win that belt and i think that kind of screwed things up a bit but it is what it is, and of course she brought, and then of course she uh, brought in some old friends to re, uh, do a trios group known as Restart, consistent of Sarionoi and Natsupoi, and they defeated Prominence that at the time was consistent of Risa Sara, Zuzuzuki, and um, uh, Kurage ha uh, Hirage, and they won those belts. I have to say that was a pretty good one for everyone. But, of course, they eventually lost those belts to DDMs, Morse Consistent, Julia, Mai Sakurai, and Tekla. And that kind of puts it in that perspective, you know? And I think, but one thing that's crazy is she put up a press conference. She was so emotional. I think this was the hardest thing to do. I feel like, in my way, in my opinion, I think she, when she came to Japan, it's like more like she had some unfinished business or had a new mission she needed to accomplish. And of course, she accomplished one mission was becoming the first ever IWGP Women's uh, Champion. And I think that's one accomplished enough. But since then, we don't know where she's going to go after that. But her return to WWE, that was a bit of a shock and surprising. But she did say that none of the none of this particulars on the, the, what's the terms of her deal of returning to WWE are about. Basically, she never talked about it. But some of you may question now, uh, how would she re return to WWE? Now, me and a buddy of mine had that little discussion not too long ago. I had to stick. There is a possibility because she said that she's going to be taking an indefinite hiatus by the end of September. Some people are thinking she's coming back in November. I don't, but she never specified. But. I was thinking this thought about her return that there is the possibility that she would come back to start to um, WWE uh, by Royal Rumble. Now it's been done before by many times. They use wrestlers to when they make their return, and I think that's a perfect concept. And of course, if she wins, 
the Royal Rumble, we could see her challenge for any title of her choosing. I mean, either Rare Ripley or Eel Sky. But if I was a betting man, I would like her to challenge Eel Sky. That would have been great. But yeah, we'll see what the future holds for Kyrie, and that's pretty much it. Now, our next topic is, of course, Kota Ibushi. Now, if you guys may have heard earlier this month, on August 4th, he made his in ring return into the Japanese ring, but this time with the promotion Gleet. Instead of uh, New Japan Pro Wrestling. Now, no one expected him to be in part of that promotion, Gleet, but he actually did. He was part of a 10-man um, tag team elimination match. Uh, he won that match. He defeated um, the the homegrown the talent from Gleet. And you can tell this match was pretty good. But it's obvious that many of the talent will like are looking forward to be Who's going to get a crack at him? Who's going to be the one to challenge him? I mean, having him having matches is a dream come true for anybody or a wish list. There is one particular wrestler that definitely want to have a match against him, and that is Soma Wananabe, who who actually grew up. There's a photo of him um, that he posted out where he knew Koto Ibushi when he was a, a kid. And now that he's all grown up, he's probably would like to have that one-on-one match against him. I don't know when will that happen, but I'm sure that match will take Will be awesome to watch. So we'll see what happens with, um, with um, Kode Bushi when time oh, when time tells. But right now let's um, let's talk about our next topic. Well, this one is a match from um, back in um, October thirteenth of two thousand eighteen. This is from the promotion Irish promotion known as OTT Over the Top. The ma- this one was part of the fourth anniversary show. Uh, we had a trios action. We have Flamita, Bandito, and of course Shane Strickland, who we know him as Swerve. They take on the members of Lij, consistent of Evil, Sonata, and Naito. Now this is before Knight, uh, Sonata and Evil left Lij. You know we all know where Evil went. He ended up going with Bullet Club and then forming his own subgroup called. Um, House of Torture, and of course, we all know where Sonata is now. He is part of just five guys with Taichi. Naito remained. But this was one of those matches that was really fun to enjoy because, you know, Naito with his tranquilo way, and this was a very classic match. And this is one of my favorite matches of this particular night, and I think that sets the whole thing. And I like it. I, I enjoyed all the matches that were involved, and I think it's pretty fun and very laid back for me to enjoy. So if you guys want to check it out, go to their website. This match is free to observe if you guys are interested. So we'll go from there. Now, our next topic is Evolution Girls. This is a somewhat of a project that was created by All Japan Pro Wrestling, but the executive uh, producer of this particular uh, brand was done by Suwama and Shuji Ishikawa. The idea is they were training uh, female wrestlers to become Yoshi wrestlers, and it was a pretty good one. Uh, they, uh, from my understanding, they had seven girls that they picked. Only three of them were were able to pass their protest. Not protest where you go on a picket line. We're talking about protest. Let me spell it for, for all of you. P R O dash test. That's right. P R O dash T S T E S T. So they passed a protest, and the three girls that made their appearance, is, their names are Sunny, Zones, and Chi-Chi. Now, their first official show, it was only three matches, and it took place 
in uh in Shinkiba first ring at uh, on March 31st of this year. Our first match features Sunny taking on Miyuki Takase. Now you probably can say that Miyuki Takase would put a, a lot of hurting into. Her. I mean, uh, Sunny uh, uh, Zones and Chichi—they're the how to say don't have the much of experience in the ring, but they have picked up a few things. There have been some good moments with them, what they can do in the ring. But unfortunately, it was Miyuki Takase in this particular match that won when she applied a guillotine leg drop onto Sunny to pick up a good win. Now, our next match, we have Zones taking on uh, Rika Kawaha, uh, no, Rina Yamashita, one of the deaf queens. You probably can say that uh, Rina put a lot of hurt into her butt, so did Zones. She, I see Zones as one of the most powerful uh, wrestlers ever. Like She has this powerhouse-looking type, and I think that's a good thing. You must have different personalities with many of these Yoshi wrestlers. You know, when I look at Sunny, she kind of reminds me a little bit of May Sira from who's been appearing at Stardom. But Zones did a pretty good job, but unfortunately she ended up whacked by a lariat by Rina Yamashita, and that was pretty much it that put her down. So that's it. Now our final match is Chi-Chi taking on Yu. That's right, Yu. Now Chi-Chi, I have to say she's really beautiful. She's like the Barbie type of the group. But I've been hearing a lot of stories about her that people say that she may be the mo one of the most prominent girls in Evolution Girls. Um, ironically, she comes out like a uh, uh, with the Barbie song, you know. I'm our Barbie girl, and I'm Barbie girl. That, that sort of thing, yeah. But Chi-Chi is really a tough cookie. I think she is one of those wrestlers that really was tough. Now, recently she was praised in a match against Sari, but I'll get to that in another time. Now, those who don't know who Sari is, you may know her as Saray down in NXT, but that's another conversation for another time. But Chi-Chi, I have to say, was pretty damn good until, unfortunately, she ended up having the big splash by you and losing the match. But nonetheless, Chi-Chi was one of those wrestlers I definitely can say she is possibly could be the, the ace of this project of Evolution Girls, and hopefully... It can come in, but we'll see when they pick up their first official win. But we know that recently the Evolution Girls had other shows. Uh, there's two, number two, three, and four. Uh, they also, um, Chi Chi even appeared in the second chapter of Sariism, which is Sari's self produced show. Uh, of course, uh, the Evolution Girls as a trio appeared on both All Japan and Oz Academy, but they both faced the members of um, Ozaki Goon. They lost those matches, but now uh, soon we're going to see um, Chi-Chi and Zones team up to take on Unagi Sayaka and Saki on the 21st of this month. I'm looking forward to that match. But I have to say Evolution Girls is a pretty good show to enjoy, even though it's three matches. I loved it. So let's move on to the next and final topic, which is Surrealism Chapter 1. Now, those who don't know what Surrealism is, it's a self-produced show made by uh, Sari, or better known as Saray, down in in NXT. Now, Saray made her choice to return to Japan and start doing these self-produced shows. Now, many people must have thought in Japan uh, that she was probably going back to her old promotion, which was, of course, World Woman of, of Pro Wrestling Diana. But, however, that wasn't the case. Um, Saray was, in fact, the uh, known as Sari. She was the ace of that promotion, but she decided, I'm going to give the spot to someone else. So she wants to focus more on a freelancer. I know she's been making recent appearances in the promotions, 
but um, she made the self-produced show. And this just took place um, down on, at the Shinjuku Face on May 16th of this year. Now, our first match features Riko Kaiju representing Seedling, taking on Eureka Oka from uh, Sunday Girls. Now, uh, these two girls do have some good, uh, they're pretty good wrestlers. I mean, Riko is a, an amazing high speedster. Uh, Eureka Oka it was a former Sunday Girls Junior Heavyweight Champion until she lost, uh, had to relinquish the belt due to injury. But... Unfortunately, this match ended in a time limit draw, reaching up to 10 minutes, which is real disappointing. But I'm sure that they probably would like to get back and finish what they started. Our next match is a tag team match, and we got Ibuki Oshi. You may know her from Ice Ribbon. Her mom is also a, a wrestler in that promotion. She teams up with Miyuki Takase. They take on um, Arika uh, Akari from Pure J, and of course, Arisa Nakajima from seedling uh this was a pretty good darn match in my opinion i think it was pretty amazing i mean uh, i know that uh risa nakajima is the top champion of seedling uh she is the current beyond the sea champion and she will right now defend the belt against Suri. that's until later timing but i have to say i love what they were doing in this particular match but unfortunately it wasn't um what's her name um Nakajima with the dragon suplex onto Hoshi to pick up the win, and I thought it was pretty good. Now, our second match is a bit of the veteran wrestlers in the Yoshi world. We have Kusei uh, Suri Iroda. Well, that's portrayed by none other than Sakura Iroda, the funny wrestler, funny Yoshi wrestler. She teams up with um, Kayuri, uh, Kairu Ito. They take on Nanane Takahashi and Jaguar. Uh, Yoko, uh, Yokota. I have to say, this is a very interesting match because we had like some of the veteran wrestlers involved. Um, but there were some funny moments with Hiroda because you know she's going to do some comedy in her matches. And you probably can guess that's going to be funny, not to mention poking, doing little uh, poking up your ass and that sort of thing. I think that's one of the great things I like about her. But unfortunately, she ended up being in a uh, pile driver by, um, by Jaguar Yokota and she, just like that. Now, our main event features uh, the longest reigning champion in Sendai Girls, uh, Chihiro Hashimoto, taking on our the, the one who thought of this show, Suri. And I thought it was great. Um, I mean, Suri put up a hell of a fight. Not to mention, she has to face a much bigger and stronger opponent. And we're talking about, of course, Hashimoto. You probably think that Hashimoto would have pancaked her, but no, I have to say... Suri did put, put up a amazing fight, but unfortunately she ended up on the German suplex. So I have to say uh, it's a sad moment, but it was a good way for her to make her return to Japan and also wrestle in Japan one last time. So I have to say it's pretty good. I love this show, the Suriism. I will do chapter two at another, maybe review it next week and maybe do more of the Evolution Girls. Uh, there's only four shows that have been done on that one. But we'll see what happens. So I will do special episodes on these particular shows on my YouTube channel. So if you guys don't have me on YouTube, please go check it out right now. So we're going to have that too. And I think that's pretty much it, what we have for everything. So I hope everybody enjoyed this uh, episode. So as of for now, I will see you guys on the next DWZ time. Same DWZ channel. I must bid all of you adieu. So...
Goodbye. And have a nice day. Bang.